Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Thursday morning. We are so glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We certainly appreciate our servicemen and women out there taking care of us across the world. And here at home, our medical people who are taking care of us uh, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Hopefully... Hopefully not for much longer, but you never know. I'm very optimistic I'm, I'm, because I'm here in the optimistic. last day or two, we've seen things like Major League Baseball will have a season kind of stuff, yeah. and we'll talk, I, about, we'll I know talk that, about some of that. I know that nobody really knows, but here three four weeks ago, yeah, there just didn't seem to be as much optimism. But well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, things keep getting better. Hopefully. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Don't forget that just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you're without caffeine. You can always head over to Strange Brew Coffee House to the Highway 12 location and grab something out of the drive through window. Or you can go to the walk-up window to University Drive if you happen to be in that area. And you can get the uh, one of their incredible specialty drinks to get you through the morning, through the afternoon, or maybe even to the late evening, depending on how you feel. And, of course, if you want a sweet treat, they got you taken care of there as well. And, of course, if you need some provisions, some milk, Bread, toilet paper. It's just becoming a, sort of a one-stop shop. And happy birthday to those guys, too. I saw was it the 15-year anniversary, anniversary of Strange Brew Coffee. They had the old picture up. So, you know, it was Woody's. Mm-hmm. And then there was it became Billy's, and then it was Strange Brew Coffee House. I would never refer to it as Billy's. I don't even know who Billy was. Was it Billy's or Bullies? It was Billy's, wasn't it? I thought it was Bullies. No, hold on. Now, now, see, this is why. Why do you always have to question me? <laughs> Why can't you just go with it sometimes? I'm just going with my own memory. I'm not going by the picture. I thought it, said, I thought it was Billy's. It, the, the sign said Billy's, didn't it? Or did the sign say Bullies and you just saw an I instead of a U? Well, maybe starting the show over in just a moment. <laughs> Hold on. Didn't mean to throw a wrench in your plans there. Hey, That's man. an I. That is an I. It's Billy's. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that in my mind, I thought it was Bullies. No way. That's an I. Okay. My point was, and the reason I'm pretty sure I'm right, is that I would never refer to it as Billy's. I always called it Woody's. Even, you know, for years. That is an I, by the way. Yes. I'm now pulling up the picture. Jeez. Maybe in my mind, as I used to drive by it. Yeah. He's getting old, I just, it just. You're old. You it's one of those deals where you two just Two kids quickly, and a third on the way. Yeah. Obviously, your, 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 your faculties are leaving you. Well, this literally was, what, you know, 15 years ago, so. so. Not quite half a lifetime ago, but feels like it. Feels like it. Uh, anyway, go check them out over there and, and grab yourself some coffee. Don't forget at collegecornerstore.com, they've got such an incredible special going right now. 30% off of any gift card purchase. I mean, you can do your Christmas shopping really early for any Bulldog fan in your life and save a bundle. I mean, think about it. Let's say you're your family of four, right? You want to get the, the, you know, you're the wife, you want to get the husband a nice new polo, get the kids a couple of t shirts, maybe a hat. Get yourself something nice. I mean, you buy a two hundred dollar gift card, 
and all of a sudden we're taking 60 bucks off the top. I mean, that's real savings there that you can be getting right now. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and search for the gift card in the uh, the search bar. It'll pop it up, and it's 30% off any purchase. And don't forget right now for baseball, again, go to the search bar, put in baseball, 25% off. And they take it off right there on the site. There's no, there's nothing else you need to do except click and point what you want to buy. So go to collegecornerstore.com and get something nice, new, and maroon today. As we continue on with the uh, with the coronavirus quarantine and all those things, and you need some help getting your remote offices set up, our friends over at Advantage Business Systems want to talk to you today. They can set everything up that you need in this new and uncertain time. They can get your remote workers the business devices they have to have in those home offices. They are the top dog in this state when it comes to office technology. They've been doing it for nearly 45 years. They are the ones to call. So, Whatever you need, they can take care of. Please give them a call today, 844-833-6245, or just visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we will catch up the uh, Greatest Bulldog Bracket towards the end of the show. we got a little recruiting to take care of. But first and foremost, we gotta, we got to calm some people down. There's mass hysteria, and it's got nothing to do with coronavirus. <laughs> It's got to do with the idea that some student athletes might make a little little pocket money. You know what? If we can argue over something other than you know politics or, or coronavirus or when we should open and when we should shouldn't and anything other than any of that, I'm good. Let's argue. All right. Well, I don't think we're. Gonna I don't have, think you and I will argue. We're not going to have much argument. Bottom line: let's let's make it big picture. Uh, the the first steps today have been taken to allow student athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Uh, there's a lot of mass hysteria out there. Cats and dogs living together because this might allow... Their, the, everybody immediately has jumped to the worst thing. Somebody on Twitter was arguing with Andy Staples that Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, and Auburn alum would pay the top 25 high school players $2 million each to, do, to play for Auburn. So is that $2 million a year? Because if that's correct, in four years, you've got a payroll of $200 million. I'm trying to picture the Apple shareholders going in for this idea. Somebody on, on, on a message board, what's going to stop Oregon from uh, buying all the top players? Oregon does business with hundreds of colleges. Are they just going to tell them all to screw off? No. What's going to happen here is MSU baseball players are going to give hitting lessons and get paid to do it. MSU football players can autograph things and sign them and get money for that. The you know Somebody who's a star at MSU, a guy like Kylan Hill, can do a spot for a local car dealership or something like that. Or for I mean, the one his mother works for. Exactly. I there guess are, she still works there. I need to go get my oil changed. She'll take care of you. She's a nice lady. Absolutely. Uh, but regardless, there are just that, that, this is what's going to happen. And for everybody who's, who's wringing their hands, they're like, what is going to happen when boosters start giving players more money than the... You mean like what's happening now? Nothing changes. The only thing that changes is some of it becomes above board. These guys are already getting money under the table. So what are you so worried about? It's not your money, is it? I mean, it might be your money. It might be a business owner who wants to invest and do this. That's fine. But this is not your, it's, no money's coming out of your pocket to do this. The universities aren't paying these players. We're just allowing these guys to go out and make some money just like you would be allowed to do. If your face was put on a billboard, they would pay you 
They would have to pay you. Let's say that Joel T. was still a college student. Let's say that Joel T. started a podcast. I don't like doing this third-person thing. Okay. Let's say that my podcast was really, really good as a college student. And then Strange Brew, who apparently has an affinity for sponsoring quality podcasts, they call me up and say, Hey, Joel, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to advertise on your show. We're going to put that money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. If I'm just a college student, mm-hmm. no problem with it. Right. So why can't a student athlete have that right? That it's the so I guess if they're the other people in the university can be paid for stuff. If you know, should they come across that kind of situation? Why can't these? You know, I, I I've never liked the fact that I, I've never liked the fact that by these guys and girls being student athletes. That it takes away just almost some basic human rights. It seems like it's the same thing have, with the transfers. You have a capitalism, man. You got a right to make some money. It's the same thing with transfers. You know, the average chemistry major just decides, "Hey, I want to change schools." Nobody says anything, but a college football player wants to do it. And, oh, he's got to sit out a year. <laughs> Traitor! It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They, they they should have the same rights and privileges that every other American has. Doesn't make a lick of sense to me to be it for anybody to be against it. Will some people abuse it? Yeah, sure they will. Just like and it's being abused now. Just like it's being abused now. And I agree with what Michael Borky said. If they're going to legalize this much and allow these guys to get some money, schools that get caught breaking the rules really should face a stiff, stiff penalty. I would be okay with shutting them down for a year. Now that would suck, and there'd be a lot of money lost. But it's got to be. You got to learn a lesson on this one. They, they they've basically found a way. They've given you a loophole to get some extra money in these kids' pockets. There's, anybody who abuses this system should be punished and punished severely. But it's just not—it's just not worth pe- wringing your hands over and, and decrying that this is going to be the end of college football. There was a great article a few months ago on, on the Athletic, and I forget who wrote it, but they outlined everything that was going to be the end of college football, and there was stuff going back to the 1900s of like how the helmet was going to be the end of college football. You know, college football is never going to end because there's too much money involved in it, and now there's just more. And none of it's yours if you don't want it to be. So please, just calm down and let let the quarterback of the team, let the star volleyball player, let the golfer put a little extra cash in their pocket. It's not going to hurt anybody. It is a victimless crime. Yeah. You, here's what's wild about this, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Lord knows when I was 20, 21, I would love for this to have been the case. Shoot me at 35, I'd love for this to be the case. But... Like, if Dak, his senior year, he'd have been raking in six figures at Mississippi State, probably. Easily. His his face would have been on billboards Everything. across the state of Mississippi. Maybe not in Oxford. Uh, he would have had plenty. And, and think about it, he would have been signing autographs, signing footballs, all sorts of things. Somebody asked on Sports Talk about uh, Fan Day. Fan Day is a university-sponsored event. The university cannot set these things up under these under these new rules and bylaws. So Fan Day would still go on. But if you but, but by that same token, you could go somewhere if 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 who who's you know, Kylan Hill, let's use him as an example, decided he was going to set up and say, Hey, I'll be at such and such signing autographs, ten bucks a pop. You can go get something autographed by Kylan Hill if you want. Yeah. You know? Simple as that. You don't have to go do it. You don't have to give them any money. But if somebody wants to, they should be able to. Yeah. It's not illegal for me to give any college student money except for the athletes. 
Like if I wanted to go right now and just pick a college student and be like, I want you to be my intern. I'll pay you 200 bucks a month. That's not a problem. But if I wanted to do that with a college athlete, I couldn't do it. Yeah. How, it's so dumb. It makes no, no sense whatsoever. I, I may have told this story before when we talked about some of this kind of stuff, but um, when I was the youth director at my church back several, several years ago, um, knew one of the Mississippi State baseball players, mm-hmm. and he was willing to come speak to our youth. And so he made the trek over to Ackerman and, and spoke, but I could not give him, and he would not accept anything uh, – pay for his gas, anything like that, wouldn't take it. Couldn't yeah. take it. Yeah. And I think that kind of stuff's stupid. I agree. Um, this will help that kind of stuff. Like for for the ones that uh, may make appearances or whatever or speak at churches or go do whatever, I mean, they can then accept payment for whatever. You know, if you, if you, you pay them for their time or their, uh, their gas money or whatever, right now that's an NCAA violation, but now it won't be. If this right. goes through, yeah. so I mean, the way that it should be. with anything, as with anything in life, it can be abused. It probably, if it passes, and like you said, it probably will be abused, mm-hmm. just like the rules that are written right now are getting yeah, abused. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, sometimes, you know, you open up the rule book a little bit and let things happen, and and maybe put it above board. Maybe maybe things actually even out a little more. Uh, yeah, who knows? Everybody's like, now all the big schools are going to be able to get all the elite recruits. Like they, like they do, do now. now. Yeah. You know, I don't think this is going to help Alabama anymore. How much? There's only 25 scholarships to give, and you only can only have 85 at a time. Yeah, it's, stop worrying. All right. One thing you definitely don't need to worry about is recruiting. Okay. I hate it when a, when a recruit comes in that I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce their name. But it just sort of is what it is. McKaylin, McKaylin Pounders is the uh, the newest Bulldog. He committed uh, to our Wednesday night around uh, 6 o'clock. A six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pound uh, offensive tackle out of the great city of Bahalia, Mississippi. Uh, Three star recruit, rated as the fourteenth best player in the state and the top offensive lineman in the state, according to our friends over at twenty four seven Sports. Offers from Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, Florida State. Those are probably his top uh, top ones. Big kid uh, at a position in need. All in all, looks very good. Uh, you know, I say all this, my friend, and I'm looking at his Twitter profile, and his tweet's been deleted. Really? Which I embedded in my article. Come on! <laughs> I retweet. I quote tweeted. Um, so did I. Let me see. Is it gone? I'm, I'm looking. Our uh, illustrious. Well, it's inter- still there. It's still there on my tweet. What? I was about to lose it. Okay, it's still there. Then I don't know what's going on. The internet is, is funky up here sometimes. Maybe that's just all it is. Anyway, McKaylin Pounders. McKaylin, McKaylin, I don't know. Feel free to let me know if you, in, in, if you want to tweet at me. But big kid, uh, like I said, the top offensive lineman in the state. It isn't on his timeline anymore, though. That's weird. But it's still in... Yeah, that's weird. Anyway. Yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, that's why I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But long story short, 
He's committed to Mississippi State. State's class now up in the 30s. Uh, you know, only seven commitments right now, so it's not like it's a huge deal. Um, this looks like, you know, this is the first uh, in-state kid. No, I guess that's not, not true. Brandon Buckhalter flipped from, uh, from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. So far, so good on the recruiting front from Mike Leach and staff. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can complain whatsoever with, with the haul that they've got to to commit so far. Um, I'm just looking. Do you think a little bit that look there? There was concern about how Joe Moorhead would recruit, mm-hmm. and he did just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Leach has never been known as a dynamic recruiting machine. Right. But it seems like he's doing just fine. Yeah. When you I'm looking at this class, so but maybe maybe this isn't the the greatest of well, I don't know, maybe it is. I mean, there's several Mississippi guys here in it. Um mm-hmm. Kadiris Galloway, um Pounders of course, and Marion Howard. Do you think a little bit that they're just in this state with a lot of kids, you got a 50-50 shot just walking in the door because they're either well, going to state or old men. <laughs> some of that's true, but at the same time, what Leach said when he took the job was he, he wanted to be here because he felt like it was a bit the best recruiting situation he, he'd ever been in. Yeah, Texas Tech is not an easy place to recruit to. Washington State is not an easy place to recruit to. Here, just within the five-hour footprint of, of Mississippi State, there are more D1 athletes than just about anywhere he's ever recruited before. So, yeah... I think the recruiting sort of takes care of itself a little bit, to be totally honest. And, you know, you're going to get you're the lion's share of kids in the state. It's because that's what Mississippi State has done for the past decade, basically. And you'll be able to get some, you'll, and you'll be able to get some good out-of-state guys like you always have. And then Leach gives you some opportunities with quarterbacks and with, probably with wide receivers that you haven't had before. So, yeah, there's a lot going on positive for Mike Leach on the recruiting trail right now. And uh, for me... You know, I think it's I think it's going about what I would have expected. I think by the end of the the end of all of this, whenever we get to signing day, uh, you'll see be looking at a top twenty five class just like you always have. And if Mike Leach can win eight games a year at Texas Tech and eight games a year at Washington State with recruiting classes in the forties, I'm quite positive he can win at least eight games a year at Mississippi State with recruiting classes in the top twenty five. That feels like a very fair yeah. assessment. I mean, I guess the counter argument to that is uh who are the recruiting what what are the recruiting classes ranked against the schools you know that he was playing against at washington and you know now i guess oregon would have been or excuse me what he was at washington state when he right. i'm sure oregon had highly rated recruiting classes but you know now you're down here playing the alabamas and the lsu basically everybody you play it seems like has a top 10 ranked recruiting class so from a carrying over the talent perspective um he Leach is going to have more talent than he's ever had, but he's also going to be playing against more talent than he's ever had. So that bears watching, of course. But yeah. but I'm, I'm with you. I mean, he's going to have more talent than he's ever had, so you feel like, based on his past, State's at least bowl caliber year after year, year after, after year, year still. Exactly. exactly. So uh, Pounder's a good one. Interesting to guess who, you know, I, right now because there's no camps and there's anything like that, it's, it's tough to guess who's being the next one. Nobody's visiting. It's not one of those situations where – well, he was here on a visit last weekend, so you might want to keep an eye on him. None of that's going on. Uh, the, the most interesting guy to me to watch right now is Ty Keys, the quarterback at Taylorsville, 
who, you know, State's already got two quarterbacks committed. They, they said they want to get a two-quarterback class. But all indications are if Tykees wants to come to Mississippi State, they will give him that opportunity, and Daniel Greek will be the one sort of left holding the bag there. Um, Key's a better athlete, better quarterback. Uh, you know, my, my guess with Ty Keys, if Joe Moorhead was still the coach here, he might already be committed to Mississippi State. Um, but because of the change and, and all that. And I don't know enough about Ty Keys to tell you that if he gets beat out by Sawyer Robertson, is he a good enough athlete or would he be willing to make a change to a different position? And so, you know, with Sawyer Robertson, I know that he's a quarterback. Now, he's not going anywhere. Ty Keys, I don't know enough about him. You know, I know that he's a really, really good quarterback, though, and he probably would not want to make that switch. But if he's a competitor and wants to come in and fight for that job, you know, and I think he's got, I think he's got all the talent in the world. So we'll see what happens there. So yeah, state big commitment, no pun intended there uh, from McK- from Mike McKaylin Power Pounders. Great name, by the way. Pounders, Pounders for an offensive yeah. lineman. If you can get Pounders Pancake and uh, <laughs> and 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 and, ro- and Road Great Bob Road Grader. On the uh, same offensive line, you got something, I think. Got a question for you. Yeah, sure. We're in weird times, right? What if this football season were to get pushed to the spring? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get early enrollees and stuff. Nah, <laughs> I see where you're going. No, no, they wouldn't let them do that. They wouldn't let them do yeah. that. I, I got a feeling if they push a season back, they'd be pushing back a, a signing day yeah, anyway. Pushing so. all that back, too. So, All right, let's move on and let's finish up uh, this week or this, uh, this show with a look at, of course, the greatest Bulldog bracket. This is the final day of the uh, the uh, second round. Let's look at the uh, the matchups from the drill field region, which uh, just finished up. Big win for Rafael Palmero. 96% of the vote over Mitch Moreland. Dominant uh, performance. Palmero and Prescott, both 96-4 to four winners. They, they are on a collision course. Here in the uh, on the on this side of the bracket, Latoya Thomas. Uh, I'm sorry, that's I got that backwards. Bobby Thigpen advances over Latoya Thomas. Ooh, I, t- I tweeted that out. That's my, that's my mistake. I got to fix that. Uh, Bobby Thigpen advances over Latoya Thomas. 68 percent of the vote for Thigpen. Surprised by that? Yep. I'm not surprised he advanced. I'm surprised by the margin. Yeah, me too. I just I kind of think that probably people weren't paying a ton of attention to women's basketball it's when true. Latoya Thomas it's was, true. was out there dominating. So that's part of it. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. baseball and the love of baseball, I mean, I, the, we've seen how that can help in this tournament and so forth. Right. So considering all that. Yeah. But, I yeah, I am a little bit surprised it was that lopsided. Yeah, me too. Uh, Anthony Dixon, 65% of the vote over Hunter Renfro. And Jeff Malone, 64% of the vote over Kent Hall. So our... Sweet 16 matchups here in this uh, region. Two teammates going at it for the first time. Rafael Palmero and Bobby Thigpen. I guess technically Bumpus and Dak were, but not really. Uh, and then uh, on the bottom half, Jeff Malone against Anthony Dixon. I- I'm predicting Dixon and Palmero come out of that. Yep. And that's going to be interesting. All right. Our last four over here on the Allen Hall region where the one seed Jake Mangum is ready to take on Fletcher Cox. Yazoo City High School, Yazoo City, Mississippi. <laughs> Jake Mangum from Pearl, obviously, Jackson Prep. Um, both dominated their first round matchups, 93% to 7% for Mangum. Fletcher Cox all over Tan White, 91% of the vote in that one. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this one's not close, though. I think Mangum wins pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Fletcher's... 
You can see Fletcher getting a quarter of the vote, you know, maybe. 25%. Mangle's maybe. So popular. He is. I, Jake's moving on. Yeah. It shocked me if he didn't. I think he's going to be facing one of his former teammates, too, because the other matchup here is Brent Rooker versus Daryl Wilson. Baseball has just dominated this bracket. Um, and, and this is another one that's going to make a lot of people upset, uh, myself maybe included, because I think Daryl Wilson deserves to advance. But Brent Rooker, so popular and just so recent, I think he's going to. He, he'll take that, but that's our matchup here. Daryl Wilson and Brent Rooker, that's the 4-5 matchup. And it's not like being a triple crown winner and getting to Super Regionals like no, he did. No. That's nothing to sneeze at. So it's SEC not like, champion? No. Yeah, it's not It's not like he, he's not deserving, but I, I, I'm with you in that Daryl Wilson, if he if this is the end for him, that kind of stinks. Yeah. Uh, an all, a baseball player will come out of this next matchup because it's, it's baseball on baseball. A starter versus a, a closer, Jeff Brantley, the three seed, against Jonathan Holder. The, uh, the the six seed holder the closest margin in the first uh, round fifty two percent over four, over Jarvis Fernando uh, Brantley dominated shortly Shorty McWilliams eighty seven percent of the vote for Brantley I could see Holder taking this one again the recency bias is mm-hmm. going to get to him yeah he I think by the many of the people that will vote in this poll Jonathan Holder is going to have the edge in their hearts yeah because I mean because they saw him you know yeah. so I, I think that. That said, though, again, kind of like I said with, with Super D, if this is the end for, for Brantley, that stinks. <laughs> but we're getting to that point now where uh, it's kind of like in high school football playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, the first round or two, you get some get some teams in there that you just know how it's going to go. Yeah. You're getting to that point of the tournament now where yeah. – The next round for sure. So, somebody that, that you think might have the credentials to move on, they, they just can't. Yeah. So. And then I'm pricking the upset for sure in this uh, bottom one here. Mario Hagan is the seven seed. He goes up against Johnny Cooks, the two seed. Two MSU linebackers, two all-time greats. I think Hagan might uh, might sneak out of here with the win. Yep, I'm I'm with you. You feel like that's going to happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because what does the average listener to this show? Oh yeah. What do they? Um, They're know, What do they know about Johnny Cooks? Very you little. Know? Very little. Not hating, by the way. I mean, they I mean, should I'm, know plenty. I'm, Guy's an All-American, the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. He won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. I mean, he had a great career at Mississippi yeah. State. And, and, you know, worked for MSU for a long time. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right, so again, our matchups here. Mangum versus Fletcher Cox. Daryl Wilson, Brent Rooker, Jonathan Holder, Jeff Brantley, Mario Hagan, Johnny Cooks. We'll have polls open. They'll go until uh, Sunday uh, afternoon, and when Joel and I will be back, we'll do the first uh, side, of the, the other side of the bracket, and get the Sweet 16 matchups uh, started. All right, tomorrow's show, Joel and I are doing our deep dive on the 2007 uh, football season, the most statistically wacky season you'll ever see. Not only for MSU, you remember that was a really weird year for college football. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a two-loss team play for a national title. Uh, you remember going into the the last week of the regular season, the number one team in the country was was West Virginia, right? Something like that. So yeah, I mean, just just crazy stuff. Was that the Pat White team and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played Mississippi State that year. Uh, South Florida was number one at one point or number two. Rutgers was in the mix at one point. I mean, just a crazy messed up year of college football, and it was fantastic. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. No, your ass better call somebody.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.